Thanks for joining the Golf Underground. Now, the Golf Underground is made possible by Mariner Wealth, helping you navigate your financial future. Star Companies KC. Experience a more energy-efficient and comfortable home with Star's insulation services. Cowell Insurance, providing brokerage and risk management services for over 25 years. Sano Orthopedics, care plans backed by research and clinical results, tailored perfectly to individuals' needs. Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia, where you'll score a double eagle on your next car or truck. Sheridan's Unforked, eating good and feeling good. Lewisburg Ford, nobody sells more F-150s than Lewisburg Ford. And Celebrity Greens, put a custom PGA caliber putting green in your backyard for the ultimate golf experience. Now, on to the program. ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground with Kevin Ward and Brian Sullivan. Welcome to Golf Underground ESPN Radio, back in the stable, back in the vault, on the heels of a great show uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, Sir Charles Barkley. That was the last one we did. As far as I remember, yeah. yeah. I don't remember doing one. I might have been out of town when you did another one, but well, you had the tough. Oh yeah, we had James Nitties, which um, oh, which you Nitties did not came back. Oh yeah, we had him on the show. Actually, oddly enough, right after Nitties came on the show, two days later, he had qualified the night before for the Texas Open, which is obviously played in in Texas. He qualified in a six for two playoff. A bunch of the young whippersnappers. Guess who his first round pairings with? Tony Romo and a guy named JJ Colleen, who I played against. He he's from Lubbock, but played at T- TCU. I hope Nitties beat both of them. I don't remember. I think Nitties got uh got beat by Romo. This guy's an Australian guy, <laughs> Mark, and he is one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. I love the guy, and I was over in Australia visiting my son Jackson one time. And I'm get the newspaper, and all of a sudden, it's headlines: Nitty's leading after the first round, <laughs> the Australian Open or yeah. something. I took a picture and sent it to Wardo and sent it to uh, James. Right, James Nitty's. Yep. Yeah. Well, we've uh, we're lucky enough, folks, to have the Mark Donovan. It's been a chase to get him, um, and we had to get him right on right before, right on the eve of the football season. So, thanks for joining us today, Mark. Glad to be here. Um, so, talk through kind of how what what brought you to Kansas City. Obviously, we're lucky to have you. This has been a great run. Well, first obviously. of all, he's the president of our Kansas City Chiefs, well, of Chiefs yeah. Nation, Chiefs right? Nation. And a fellow member of Mission Hills Country Club. Yes, he is. Not what? qualified to be in this room with you two, though, because I'm yeah, the only right. of the three who has not held the club championship. Well, so. keep working hard. Yeah. Come, you know, I, I more time if you stable. want. You and I have won a championship there, though. We That's won a true. tournament one yeah, day. We're undefeated, actually. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's back up then. What brought you into sports? How long do we have? So, um, I'll tell the abbreviated version as much as I can. Played, uh, grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, played high school football. And if you're an athlete, you play football in Pittsburgh. That's just what you do. So <laughs> fell in love with the game. Um, was fortunate enough to play well enough to get to Brown, to play at Brown. Um, had a couple good years there. And then I didn't know it, but um, at the time, Coach Bill Parcells was the head coach of the New York Giants. And he had this thing. I didn't know it happened when I, when I was doing it, but I, he told me about it later. Where he would always bring a, the best Ivy League quarterback into camp as a free agent for his team. And his theory was if all of his quarterbacks got hurt during the first half of the season, he could call back the Ivy League quarterback he cut in the third week of the preseason, and he'd remember some of the plays. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was that guy. Yeah. Um, but I got to live a lifelong dream and play professional sports, get paid to play football. Um, and I was in camp. I'm old enough that I was in camp with Phil Sims and Lawrence Taylor and Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells and just great people. Um, so it was a great experience. So when I retired, about a week before I would have been cut, I, uh, I called all the agents who wanted to represent me and said, I'd like to work in football. And they all said, go get some experience or work for free or do something like that. So... I went into the private practice, worked for a management consulting firm in Boston for about four years, 
and just decided I wanted to get back into sports. So took my 50% pay cut, went to Chicago, worked for a little agency, parlayed that into starting an agency with a good buddy of mine in Atlanta, went from Atlanta to actually running sales and marketing, part of a team of people who ran sales and marketing for the National Hockey League. Mm -hmm. That was my break into the, the real sports. I worked for agencies with all the leagues, but this was, I was working for a league. Did that for three years and then got hired by the NFL to do the same thing. Um, and basically I was done. I had the NFL shield on my card. I worked on Park Avenue. Um, that's all I ever wanted to do. About three years into that, I got a phone call uh, from my boss saying, they just tried to hire me to run the business side of the Philadelphia Eagles. You should take a look at it. So I got two months later, I got hired by the Philadelphia Eagles to run their business. Uh, did that for six seasons. And then got a phone call from Roger Goodell saying, you're going to get a call from Clark Hunt. You should take the call, which I did. And three months later, I moved to Kansas City with my family and proudly say this is my 14th season with the Chiefs. Was Andy That's in crazy. Philadelphia when you were there? Yeah, so Andy and I worked together for six seasons in Philly. Um, so he was my introduction to working with a, a head coach, and I was blessed by that. And then, you know, as the story goes, my first four years here were pretty rough. I think we averaged about four wins a season. Clark made the decision to make changes at the head coaching position, and uh, he called me in and said, okay, I want you to – put together the search criteria. I want you to figure out all the criteria for what attributes you're looking for in a coach. And then I want your list of uh, the top 10 coaches prospects we should go after. He also did this with um, Scott Pioli, who was our GM at the time and a couple other, the scouts. And uh, my list was number one was Andy Reed. Number two was Andy Reed. Number three was Andy Reed. Yeah. And other guys <laughs> after that. But um, I just said, this guy, you know, he almost got fired the year before um, just because they were struggling. And I figured if he was going to be on the street, we better get him before his butt hits his Didn't guys. you have a meeting with him at an FBO at some private airport? Yes. I remember. Yeah. I don't know if you told me that or yeah. Pioli told me that or I read it in an article, but you actually met in an FBO at a private airport in Philly? Yeah, in Philly. So we were in the airport, and Clark did a really good job in that process. He brought Scott, myself, Joel Collier, who was the assistant GM, Ted Cruz, our uh, VP of communications. And we all went together. We went down to Atlanta. We interviewed two coaches down there for the Falcons. And then we uh, flew up to, uh, to Philly. And our plan was to get Andy in the private airport so no one knew we were there so we could figure it out. Um, and our hope was that we could convince him to join us. Um, but, you know, Clark's big question was, Andy had gone through a couple of rough seasons. He'd coached for a long time. He wanted to make sure he was still committed to doing this. Um, so he did something really smart. He said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring Andy in. I'm going to meet with him by myself first for as long as I need to meet with him. And then we'll meet with him in a group. And then we'll let Andy let us know who else he wants to talk to. So that all played out, and within the first five minutes, Clark was convinced he was still ready and still really anxious to coach again. And then I got to spend some time with him, and Scott got to spend some time with him. And so we're doing all this private stuff so no one knows about it. One of the uh, radio guys, uh, media guys, I should say, in Philadelphia, Howard Eskin, who I knew really well in my time at the Eagles, I walk out of the meeting with Andy. We're in this private area of the airport. Nobody knows about it. And Howard Eskin's standing right in front of me. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys doing? So he, the word got out. We were interviewing him. And then the second irony was we're in there with him. And you've, you've all heard the story that we had him in there for like nine hours. It was a nine-hour interview. One of the reasons it took so long is while we're sitting there, the, the Arizona Cardinals plane pulls up and parks right outside. So he was supposed to get on that plane and go to Arizona an interview for the Cardinals said, yeah. So we looked at Clark and said, we're going to need to do this now. Like if you're convinced we should make sure he doesn't get on that plane. Um, unfortunately he didn't. And we're all here to tell about it. So That's the Cardinals send the plane and he doesn't even get on it. He didn't go. <laughs> no, we, we so September 11th of this year, your first game is in, is in St. Louis. Uh, Glendale. Arizona. Glendale. Well, it, well, yeah, it's in Arizona. Is it still the same owner? Yeah. Bidwell's. I bet he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he sent his plane all the way out there to pick up Andy, and he doesn't even get on it. 
Yeah, well, that, again, goes back to we had a lot of good connections, a lot of experience with Andy, and then Clark did a really good job during that time because it was the Cardinals really wanted him, and Tammy Reed, Andy's wife, is from Arizona, has a lot of family there. And then the Chargers were also looking for head coach at that time, and Andy and Tammy have a house, as you right. know, out there. So we felt like the odds were stacked against us that we were going to get him. you got to remember us at that time. We're a struggling football team, mm-hmm. and you're trying to convince a Hall of Fame coach to come join you versus those two, and there's other reasons why they'd go there. But I think he saw the opportunity, and he really respects the Hunt family. He, he knew Lamar, um, Andy did, and um, so he knew this was a special place to be. And it paid off for both of us. I was going to say the Hunts have to be probably the most respected ownership group in the NFL, don't they? Yeah, they're one of a small handful of families who – have done it right for a very long time. And, and I think when you think about our league, one of the reasons it's the most powerful league in our country is the owners committing to league first and doing things that are best for everyone. Mm-hmm. And Lamar was a champion of that. Incredible. So in other words, what you're saying is your you, your sales skills are pretty good. Get that thing done. <laughs> to make him not get it on that an, plane. It was an important deal to get done. I remember... Uh, it gets even weirder, but um, so we had the, I flew private there with Clark. Well, after the meeting, Clark's flying private to Dallas, not to Kansas City. <laughs> so I have to catch a commercial flight. And the last flight out of Kansas City, or I'm sorry, out of Philadelphia is about to leave. And so I'm at the wrong part of the airport to get mm-hmm. the commercial flight. I look outside and there's a limo sitting on the tarmac. I'm like, whose limo is that? And they said, it's Andy's, because we got to take him back home. So we just spent nine hours together. And I look at him and go, Coach, I need a favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, what do you got? I'm like, you need to drive me to the airport so I can catch this flight. He goes, let's go. Yeah. It would have been even better if you asked the, uh, the private the Arizona <laughs> plane to taxi you <laughs> down to the – can you taxi me down to C-24? It's kind of on the way. <laughs> no, just fly, drop me off in Kansas City on your way to Arizona incredible i can't yeah. believe clark wouldn't just drop you off i know i'm still trying to convince him of that but, yeah you know, i think he owes you a flight he him. owes you a flight yeah the, the the best part about that flight was i'm taking off and i remember the first person i called i talked to my wife kathy first and told her it was an exciting day and then i called mitch holtis very and, cool and i just said mitch because i had given him a heads up as who, who we were interviewing and he was pretty excited about that day i just said i said mitch we got him mm-hmm and Mitch started crying on the phone. Just he was so excited to because he knew what that meant. For the listeners, what does Andy do that maybe some other coaches or why is he number one, two, and three um, in terms of what you're on your list? Well, you got to remember there. I would say this first of all: there are great NFL coaches out there uh, coaching today. There are great young guys. There are great guys who've been here a long time. Belichick is obviously Belichick. Um, so the fact that he that Andy was available was a big, big reason. But number two, because he's really the only guy I worked with before I got here. And I knew how he did things. And I knew that he had experienced everything. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going to get shocked or surprised or not be able to handle stuff. He'd seen it all. Um, but I, I get that question off, uh, asked a lot about Andy. And, and my answer is he is just, he's a process-oriented guy. He has a way of doing things. He believes in them. And he does them that way, and he's meticulous about it. Um, he's also, over the years since we've had him, also smart enough to know when he needs to be flexible. You know, players have changed. The game has changed. How we condition has changed. How we eat has changed. Our schedules have changed. And he's been okay with making the changes when we need to. But at the end of the day, his people skills are unbelievable. Like, I've learned so much from him about leadership, about how to deal with individuals. You know, you you've played on teams, you get all kinds of personalities in your locker room oh, yeah. and you got to deal with them all. And he, he's just, he's really, really good at that. He's a chameleon when it comes to dealing with all that. That's unreal. Well, let's do this. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, let's dive in a little bit of what, how the chiefs might be looking this year. And, um, we can maybe talk a little bit of golf. How about that? I hope so. Come on back. <laughs> ESPN radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. 
What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP certified, or organic farms, prime going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked. Honest, clean food. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Brian Sullivan from the Golf Underground here with a little good news. And that good news is that even double-digit handicappers like me can occasionally make a double eagle. All right, maybe not on a golf course, but even guys like me can score when buying a new car or truck. I'm talking about two stores, two brothers, and four generations, treating customers just like family. I'm talking about our buddies at Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia. With these guys, you'll always score two under with double the inventory and double the customer satisfaction. That's the Bobsite Double Eagle. Now, Bobsite offers a wide selection of vehicles and promise to make the car buying process as quick and as hassle-free as possible. Now, whether you have poor credit, no credit, or maybe a first-time car buyer, you can trust Bobsite Ford. And Bobsite Independence Kia will get you into the car or truck you choose with professionalism and attention to your needs. So go visit our buddies at Bobsite.com, but only if you're looking for a vehicle that makes you feel like a U.S. Open Welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio here in the vault, no longer the studio, joined by Mark Donovan, the president of the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks for the time as always, Mark. You are a great ambassador for the Chiefs and this city, so thanks for everything you do. It's fun to be here. Hey, before we delve into the Chiefs, can I ask him a question? You can dive in. Um... Did you, when you were with the Giants, correct? Yes. Did you get in any preseason games? No. You didn't? No. So you were just kind of the quarterback that was running the other team's offense against the defense or what? Yeah, I spent more time with Bill Belichick than I did with our offensive coordinator. Okay, so you never got in a game. Drills. Never no. got in a game. No, I, I knew the writing was on the wall when we had a big scrimmage one Saturday and it was going to be the first time when we were going to play in front of fans at camp and... um Ron Earhart, who was the offensive coordinator at the time, his nickname's Fargo. Fargo brought all the quarterbacks in. He was Sims, Hostetler, Rutledge, and then this guy, Mike Perez, who went to San Jose State. I think he finished fifth in the Heisman that year. He and I were the rookies. Mm-hmm. So Mike was my roommate. So if, if you could think back, Giants fans will remember, there was a competition to see who would be number two behind Sims between Rutledge and Hostetler. So Fargo's like, okay, big day tomorrow. Here are your scripts. Here's what we're going to do. Um, Sims, you're going to get the first 30 plays and then, uh, Rutt, we're going to give you 15 Haas, we're going to give you 15 and then Perez and Donovan, you guys are going to get 10 each. So for me, I mean, this is my chance to make the team. Like I got to do something special, right? So I knew every single play, every single formation, every single call, every single conversion on routes. I mean, I was ready. (laughs) My buddies from Brown came down. They came to camp that day to watch. So. We start the scrimmage, play 35, and Sims is still getting reps. <laughs> 15 for Haas, 15, or for 15 for Rutt, and then 15 for Haas turned into 20 each. And Perez got about three plays. 
and they blew the horn. Like, and all that prep work down the drain. No reps. Like, not even oh. a chance. So I went to Fargo the next day and I said, look, like, I kind of see what's happening here. And I always dreamed about playing in the NFL. You guys have allowed me to do that, but I went to Brown for a reason. So I'm going to go put a tie on and go to work. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you were captain of the team at Brown, too. I was. Yeah. Were you all Ivy League? I was uh, preseason All-American my senior year. I was second team All-Ivy, uh, I think, both years. What was your strength as a quarterback? Did you have a good arm? <laughs> <laughs> or was it just, well, in the Ivy League, everybody's smart. You can't yeah. be a dumb quarterback no, in the Ivy League. No. So you can't, okay, I was really smart. Well, everybody yeah. in that league's smart, right? <laughs> yeah. I, so, was, I was definitely more of a thrower who had to run. So. Okay. Okay. We we ran a, we ran the pro flex offense. So we ran everything. I uh-huh. ran the veer option. I ran drop back. I ran sprint. I ran, I ran everything it, just because you had to. Did you like running the option, or was it like, oh god, here we go again? I'm gonna get laid out by this big dude. From no, I love the option. I think it's you know the deception of the option is what makes it so successful. So if you're pretty good at um, ball handling and deception, it's it's really fun. There were some really good highlights of me running for touchdowns, and man, I was slow. But because we had I'm fooled them, I'm going to pull you up, know. Mark Donovan, football on YouTube yeah, tonight. Exactly, Brown University. Yeah, it's good times, good teammates. Amazing. So if you were, if you and Mahomes, I'm just saying that because we're privileged to get to watch him play every week here yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah. And you and him were on the practice field together. I mean, doing drills and stuff. Is it day and night? <laughs> it's not even day and night it's like it's year and year it's like decade versus decade <laughs> yeah these guys and and patrick obviously is in my opinion the best of the best but these guys today and the athleticism and the things that they can do um you know patrick's big thing is like he makes the no look passes and he does things behind his back and he does everything else like that it's like what makes him special is his knowledge of the game. Like, mm-hmm. He knows where people are supposed to be. He knows not only how to make the broken plays work, but make the actual plays work. And I mean, they're just, they're operating at such a hyper speed. It's, it's just a different game. Yeah. Kind of like golf, right? I mean, it's a different game watching, watching you Wardo, play golf versus, you know, Me and you. out there hacking it. Yeah. No, it's, it's no. different. It's different. So let's talk, obviously a lot of off season changes. Um, Wide receivers, um, offensive line, the the a lot of positions. Talk through how we're looking. What you're kind of what what are some of the bright spots? Kind of moving through preseason here. Yeah, so excited about the year. Um, pretty um, tumultuous off season with Tyreek and everything going on there. And I know a lot of our fans were probably still are a little panicked about that. Tyreek's a great player. Was a great teammate. Um, Helped us win a Super Bowl, so he'll ever be he'll forever be a part of this franchise, and we wish him luck down there. Just not when he's playing us. <laughs> um, he's going to have some monster games. He's that kind of an athlete. Um, I think, and this will sound sort of biased or um, something else, but I actually think our offense might be a little better right now. And the reason for that is we got a lot of really talented guys and. Patrick's going to spread the ball out a little bit more. He's not going to have two guys to go to. He's going to have multiple guys to go to. Um, you know, I personally didn't know a lot about Juju coming in. Um, and most fans would think of Juju and think of the Steelers and the success and think of a couple injuries, but they'd also think about TikTok and everything else around Juju. Um, so the first week of the season, preseason um, training camp, I, I went to a couple of our guys. I'm like, how are we doing? Who's standing out to you? Like, this Juju Smith, he's the hardest working guy every day. I mean, he sets the tone. And he has taken the young guys under his wing. And this whole crew is working harder than they've ever worked. Um, ironically, he just uh, tweeted, Monday was our first full pad day. So it was the hardest workouts he's ever had in his exactly. life. Exactly. He tweeted out, yeah, I, I just had that. the hardest practice in my entire career, and we're just getting started. I mean, that's, that's the incredible. kind of leadership you want. Mm-hmm. So Juju's there. MVS, who we picked up from Green Bay. I mean, he's just elite. Um, you know, his big thing coming in was drops. Well, last year he didn't have a drop. Okay. And that's the thing. He's, he's sort of figured it out. So he's got to figure out our offense now, and, um, and that'll take some time. And then this kid, Sky Moore, um, 
we drafted uh, third round, I think. Um, he's exactly what Veach told me he was going to be before he drafted. He's like, this kid is just, he is committed to getting the football. So if it's in the air near him, he gets it. And you don't think of him physically as that, but he's just that kid. He's just, he's going he's gonna to fight you for every ball. He's fast. He's quick. He runs great patterns. So Patrick and he are going to find their groove, I think. Soon. Yeah, he told me the night of the draft and the draft was over. He always brings a bunch of scouts over to the game, the yeah, Royal game, right. if we're there. And he always invites me up and they have all the scouts. And I'm saying, that was a draft to some of the scouts that I've gotten to know over the years. And they go, oh, God, it was great. Wait till you see this wide receiver. Yeah. I forget his name. But, more, yeah. but they said that his hands are huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just monstrous yeah. hands and strong hands, right? Yeah, it's funny the things. The he's little, a little guy, but he's got hands like a six foot yeah. ten guy. <laughs> when you when you've you'd been like around, that, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Big when, hands. When you've been around Andy and and Veach as long as I have, you, you pick up on the little things. And one of the things that uh, they talked about with Sky was he's a natural pass catcher. So it's one thing to be able to run routes, be fast, everything else. But if you're not natural catching the ball, it's tough to be elite. And this kid's a natural pass catcher. Like, he catches the ball. It's easy for him. It's natural. So, you put that with his speed and his tenacity, we think he's going to be special. So, so I think, you know, I think our offense is going to be good. I think our defense is going to be fun to watch. We got a – Carlos Dunlap was a good signing for us. We needed another um, rotational rush guy. Um, and uh, to be able to get that done, that's credit to Veach and Chris Shea and – Organzi and Bradway and all, all the guys that are out there, Brant Tillis. Um, and uh, so to be able to get that done is key for us. And then, you know, we got some really good players on that defense. And you got the side. new defensive back. I'll tell you what, Justin Reed, the kid we picked up from Texas. Um, well, the guy you drafted from Washington. Yeah, we drafted was McDuffie. Yeah, yeah McDuffie. I, I'll start with Justin because he's a veteran. Um, I don't know much about him um, before he got in. And this is, I want to be clear. This is the expertise of Brett Veach and the scouting staff. I get the fortune of like hearing it first, but this is their job, not mine. Um, but they started telling me about this Justin Reed and what a special player he was. You know, kid grew up in Louisiana, went to Stanford. His brother went to Stanford. He's also in the league. A great you know, career, so far, young career with the Texans. And to be able to slot him into that free safety position, strong safety position, is just, he's going to be special. He's a great leader. I got the opportunity to go to Negro League's museum with him, and we brought in uh, the Central High School football team. And I preach a lot to our guys. You wouldn't be, you would be surprised at the value of 15 minutes, like our young players especially. Like if you're going to do an appearance, you're going to do a, um, a sales promotion, something, the value of showing up 15 minutes early, the value of staying 15 minutes late. When you get there, ask who asked for me to be a part of this and thank them for that? That's it's immensely valuable. Justin Reed lives it. Like he he came in, we did the tour with these kids, and then he's like, at the end of it, this is typically when you're like, okay, gotta go, I gotta go right. get whatever. He's like, okay, and he looked at me and everybody, all the other um, adults in the room. And he said, I just want to take some time with the guys, and he literally sat with his high school team, and for 35 minutes, what questions do you want? Mm-hmm. Hit That's me with anything. I mean, yeah. I looked That's out special. there. He was teaching him techniques. I mean, it was. He's just. He's. I'm really excited to have him on our team, and in our community. Um, and then McDuffie, the corner from Washington, we drafted. Veach will tell the story better than I. But you know, for him to drop to us, if you remember how that all played out, we had some trades figured out to try to go get another corner because we didn't think McDuffie was going to be there. And then we thought the Patriots going to pick him. And the Patriots called us and said, "We'll do the trade." So they actually flopped with us so that we could go grab him. He just, he's got the whole package. Now he's a rookie a starter. How long does it take to figure out what to do? Depends on the guy. Yeah, because I remember talking to uh, Spagnola when yeah. Jared took my kids up there one year, and it, yeah. one year to St. Joe. And he came over and introduced himself to me and my kids. And he said, yeah, we got a new, new system coming in. And, you know, we're, we're going to be... So, so the first four, five, six weeks, but then look out. And sure enough, you know, you're winning games 51 to 45 and 42 to 38 and, and all the, and then all of a sudden after week six, it was okay, 45 to seven, 29 to 
three. You know, it was just Crazy. unbelievable how all of a sudden, and he predicted it. Is it that hard to teach everybody all this stuff? Yeah, I, I think if you look at Spag's history, it's very consistent in the, that four to six week period, um, especially the first year. Um, now, the last few years, we've obviously ramped up a lot quicker than that, but it is something that isn't hard to teach and it's not hard. It's complicated, but the key is trust. And it's hard to have trust in a system that's so like, it's reliant on everybody doing their job. And certain guys just want to go make plays. Well, if you go try to make a play, then you're not doing your job and it creates a seam mm -hmm. or an opening. The good thing for your question on McDuffie is, for the most part, we're playing press man. Um, so him out there, it's not as complicated. Like he just got to do his job, play your position. Um, it's tough on the safeties, the linemen, the, the linebackers especially. But I got to tell you, I'm really excited about our linebacking crew too. I mean, you got Willie and Nick in there now. You got that Bolton guy. Yeah, Nick. Oh, my, what a stud he is. From Mizzou, he's a tiger. Yeah. And then this kid we picked up from Wisconsin, we drafted him this year, Leo Chanel. Um, he's, he's a really productive guy, and he slots in perfectly um, at the Sam backer. So uh, hopefully he can play as well. Unreal. So a lot of the experts have picked us, I think, second to last in the in the division obviously say what oh yeah i, I haven't think, seen any of that i think some second some third you know obviously the west is that a, is that a testament to how stacked the west is going to be or is that people don't know what they don't know in terms of the uncertainty around some of the changes we make uh i'll answer that two ways one i think it's human nature right <clears throat> so everybody in the media wants there to be stories so the Raiders, the Chargers, uh, the Broncos all got better. Um, and they made some big moves to get better. Uh, and they're going to be a challenge, as they always are. Um, but, you know, we've got a pretty good track record in our division, especially recently. Um, and it's great incentive for our guys. Not that you need incentive, but you guys have all been around it. You, you know, a little chip on the shoulder is good. A little bit of, you know, you're not, the, you're not just going to dominate. You're going to get beat. Okay, let's see. So I think our guys enjoy that challenge. Love it. What do you think, George? I think we take a break and start talking golf. All right, let's do it. Come on back, ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you got a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town who have had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to our patients and follow up with them make sure that they're getting the results they need okay and so the three things that separate you number one best training number two you specialize in getting people on that field number three you're actually listen where can i learn more because you got me all in and i don't really want to get fixed but it's time at sonoorthopedics.com 816-525-2840 hi this is george brett hall of fame baseball player and i've been playing golf for over 35 years Hitting the ball far was never my problem, but the closer I got to the greens, that's when my problems began. When I wanted a golf practice area in my backyard, I called Celebrity Greens. They are the industry leader in custom-built synthetic golf greens. These championship caliber, low-maintenance greens roll great, react like real bent grass, and hold chip shots that check and spin. I absolutely love mine, not only in Kansas City, but also in Arizona. Call the pros at Celebrity Greens at 1-888-507-7960 or visit them online at CelebrityGreens.com. Practice like the pros or people like me that want to be pros right in your own backyard. Welcome back. Golf Underground ESPN Radio from the vault. Um, here we are in studio with Mark Donovan. Um, Thanks for the time, Mark, as always. And let's dive in a little bit on... Want to talk about golf a little bit? Yeah. All right, Mark. Your we, love for the game of golf, because you love playing golf. Oh, I love playing golf. Um, I think the reason I love golf the most, especially at this age, is it is truly the last 
thing that I can do that is competitive, that I can be competitive at. Like, I don't have to play Wardo. I can play you or somebody else, but... Um, or you play Even me. I play Wardo with strokes. Right. But the, you know, I played in a match yesterday, and... Did you win? I, I, I have the match, which, trust me, given what who, match given was who that? we were playing, it was a win. What match was that? I played in the uh, Big League Cup. Oh, you did? Against Indian, yeah. My son played in that, and he lost. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Jackson. What yeah. happened? Seriously. His partner sucked. That's what he said. <laughs> so my point in telling that story was not to out Jackson, but um, it, you know, I was over some putts yesterday where I, I got that feeling. You knew you were going to make it. Yeah. yeah. And, and where else do you get that feeling? The, right? I mean, I can close a big deal. I can negotiate a big contract. I can, you know, we can win a game, but it, this is on me. You can move like, a stadium maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't know, you know, know. but but yeah, isn't it amazing when you stand over a putt and you know, you're going to make it. That's the best. Yeah. That's a great feeling. There were a couple of those yesterday. Yeah. Like, were they bombs or you're playing a 10 footers, right? And these guys are giving you grief or like, oh, wow. You're like, nope, this is going in. Uh huh. And it's, were they bombs or like 10 footers, five footers? I, I, I finished well, Mm -hmm. um, 16, 17, 18 needed to make two 10 footers to extend the match and then need to make a little twisty. Eight footer to have the match on eighteen. Wow. So, wow! Yeah, who was your partner? Matt Taylor. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, we took on two young guys. Some of them who played against you in the past. So they were they were better golfers than us, and we stole a half point there. So it was a good day. So what um, what's the handicap at right now? Where what are you down to? Uh, I'm a four seven as we speak today. So it's been. It's been going down. Once I stopped playing golf in Ireland, it started going down quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what advice would you give? Because, you know, we see the business owner or the person that's very successful in life that's juggling a lot of balls, which you are with work, family, all the different things that you have going on in your life. How do you make time for this game? Or what do you do personally that helps you keep the cap in the, you know, mid single digits or lower? Um. I think have a really understanding wife who understands how, you know, golf helps me. It's not just the competitive side. Like I, I've said this to a lot of people. I have a bad day at the office or I'm, I'm in a really stressful situation and I'm a just going too deep here, but I'm a big, big believer in meditation and meditation really helps me in all those situations, but I can get into a meditative state on the range. Mm-hmm. Like the range is a, an oasis for me um, because especially at mission, for the most part, I can just go by myself, hit Far balls. end and yeah, and hit balls. And and for me, it's yeah, I'm trying to work on some things, but it's just it's just a decompression thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's part of my routine when I can do it. That's one of the things I love about the stable is like sometimes I just come and hit balls because mm-hmm. I just need a half hour to just clear my mind because there's there's a lot of stuff going on, <laughs> and uh, and some of it's just you know really just the volume of just stupid stuff you got to deal with, but some of it's real serious stuff. And, you know, you joked about the stadium, but you know, that we got to get that right. Mm-hmm. And we got to do all the due diligence and we got to go through the process. And we know that, you know, we're making a decision that will impact our fans for the next 50 years. That has to be right. Right. Um, so, you know, when you got that opportunity, yes, it's great to be a part of the process, uh, but it's a lot of pressure too. So right. to be able to just sort of escape for a little bit is is really valuable. So if you're um, you've you spent a lot of time in South Carolina, talk through your escape over there and and kind of the golf over there versus uh, here in the Midwest. Yeah, we've been going down to Kew Island for 24 years, um, and I was fortunate enough to be able to join the. Kew Island Club, which has two fantastic golf courses as part of it. Kasik, a Tom Watson design, and then a Fazio design, the river course. And it's just world-class. It's so good. And the people down there are fantastic. And for me, that's our, for both my wife and I and our kids now, it's sort of our special place. We always go right before training camp and just check out for two weeks because this will sound self-serving, but, you know, it, and I used to say this about my kids especially, but, Come August, you're sort of done 
I mean, <laughs> you're, you don't really have time to do anything other than football. Mm-hmm. And you're working seven days a week uh, for nine months mm-hmm. and, and hopefully extending it into February. Um, so Kiwa has become sort of our place and then the golf facilities down there. And obviously the ocean course is the ocean course. Um, I typically play that once a trip and pretty typically come off of that and come home to my wife and tell her next year when I say I'm going to play ocean, tell me not to. Because it's just hard. I've played it. It's not a fun Is it the 10th hard. hole where you have to take the steps to get into the bunker? I remember I played at a junior event there. and There are a couple. There are a couple with the bunkers where you're, you can't see anything. You're just blind. Just hit it. I was playing there once with my buddies that lived down in Charleston. And there was these baby alligators following us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. just weird. You know, it was really strange. But what a beautiful golf course. Last and what we, a great Ryder Cup they the had. Last though. time we played Ocean, uh, I was with uh, a couple of our buddies. Um, and we walked off one tee. And there was a dinosaur of an alligator. <laughs> really? Literally just eight feet from us, just sitting there. I turned to Caddy and like, how fast is he? He goes, faster than you. He said, he said most of them can catch you. That one? clearly just ate a deer so he's going oh is that right he's just going to digest for a while (laughs) all right so in all the cities that you've been obviously there's been some great tracks pittsburgh and new york talk through some of some of the philly's got some good ones yeah we were just talking about these yesterday um so i've been very 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 like stupidly blessed with the golf courses i've been able to play and um the places i've lived you know, I lived in Chicago. I lived in Atlanta. I lived in New York. I lived in Connecticut. Um, I lived in Philly. Um, I've just been blessed. And I think the biggest blessing is I've got to see all kinds of golf courses, right? So, um, you know, I think Mission's a lot like those Westchester County, New York, Connecticut golf courses, sort of tight. You know, the short par fours are some of the hardest holes because of the way they're structured in the greens. Um, but then I've also been able to play in places like Kiowa or some of the courses in Atlanta that, you know, just are big, bold golf courses. Oakmont. Yeah, Oakmont. You played Oakmont. Yeah. I have not played Oakmont. Oh, my God. You know, Kevin took me there about five years ago. It was unbelievable. All you could, all you could chew. All you That's could. all I can say. Marty, but, you know, you were in Philly for a while. Did you ever play Miriam? Yeah, Marion's one of my yeah. top tops. I yeah. think I think Marion is one of the best golf courses in the U.S. just because of the way it's just classic golf, and everyone gives a grief for being short and everything else and tight. But I just I just think that experience. Do they still is have? Amazing. They don't have flags. They have wooden baskets. The baskets. They yeah. still have that. Mm-hmm. And the purpose cool. of that is what? Do you you know, know, I don't know the story behind that. You know what it is? I don't know the whole story, but it, obviously it's something. Old oh, it's a wicker basket yeah, on yeah, top. Wicker basket. Yeah. Tradition that they just have. Yeah. What about, have you played Pine Valley? Yeah, so when I lived in Philly, I had the good fortune of playing Pine Valley almost on an annual basis for a while. So a uh, big, big fan of that course. And again, the experience as much as the golf course, it's just pretty incredible. Special. It's pretty yeah. incredible. What about Augusta? I did get the chance to play Augusta. Yeah, that was more, I got some great Augusta, Augusta stories. <laughs> So we, uh, we were hosted by this guy, Boone Knox, who is the dad of... Uh, Russell Knox? Not Russell Knox, but the Knox who's the marker. Oh, Jeff you know, Knox. Jeff Knox, yeah. yeah so his dad. And uh, I, I was a young kid at the time. Um, I was working at the NFL. And I got to play. And uh, so we get there, and I'm just nervous. You know, I don't want to do anything wrong. I don't want to get kicked out. So we sit down, and... Uh, this is the night before we get in there. We're staying in this cabin. And uh, Boone walks in. And he goes, well, what do you have to drink? And for some reason, I was the guy who they asked first. So I'm like, uh, vodka soda. <laughs> Boone looks at me and goes, son, I got bourbon and I got ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you said to us here at the stable. I love it. So, I played Augusta last year, and I'm sitting there. We're going to have dinner. Guess who's sitting at the next table? Somebody wearing a green jacket? Yeah, somebody wearing a green jacket. Yeah. Peyton Manning. Yeah. He's a member. He is a member. He's a member there. He's a member at Pine Valley? No, he's a member of Augusta. Augusta yeah. That's what happens when you play football in Tennessee, and you know, pretty much all the members are down south area. And, uh, yeah, he just got in. He's with a bunch of country western guys. I couldn't – he introduced me to them all, but I couldn't tell you one of their names, but they were pretty famous guys, and they were having a pretty good time. We were uh, we were playing the playoff game against the Browns a couple of years ago, 
and the commissioner came in for the game. And so Peyton happened to come in for the game. And so I walk into the suite, say, I had a commissioner, it's Peyton and the commissioner just talking. And it's pretty cool. Like I was in part of the conversation and then they started talking about their club. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what guys, I don't belong in this conversation because yeah. they're, they're both. You guys ever play yeah. Mission Hills? <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Well, I'm not in your guys' club because I haven't played there. No? Special. Play your cards right, Kevin. Maybe you'll get invited sometime. Maybe maybe I'll get to start one of these yeah, days. You'll, maybe you'll get Well, get Mark sure has been blessed with his golfing career, all these great places, great um people and then now he's sitting in the in a bank vault and uh doing a podcast so yep. he's still in the hall of famer man this no, is it's a good day <laughs> so what other hobbies you got you got any other hobbies besides golf is that it are you a pickleballer my wife is a pickleballer of the family she she does two days now she's crazy um she's part of the lawsuit here in town yeah yeah she doesn't <laughs> she play she, does, she definitely she does won. not play after 9 p.m yeah. i can tell you that um but I've played a little bit. I try to rest my knees for uh, right. for golf. Um, he had surgery. So. He's got a um, he's yeah. golf. He's a one sport guy now. Yeah. I, I pretty much am like focused on staying healthy enough. To I play played pickleball one time. Had knee surgery four days later. Really? That's when I retired from every sport but golf. You and I are on the, the same. The only plan. thing I'll ever play that I won't even bowl. Yeah. Won't for even all, do that. For all the pickleballers listening, I get more guys that come through and they say, oh, I got hurt doing this. And it's right. it's Achilles, knee. One guy the other day had a big gash in his head. That was uh, Vickers. Bobby yeah, Vickers. Vickers, Vickers yeah. got a, did he get a paddle to the he head? Ten, no, ten he had 10 stitches. A steel pole or something. Oh, He's like, he had, no, he had 10, ten uh, what do they call those things? Not staples. stitches, staples in his head. Fatality from pickle? Amazing. Somebody, uh, somebody right. at our club just got pickle calf. I guess that's a new thing where really? your, your calf gets like it's a certain it's like way. Tennis elbow, what's pickled calf? Pickle calf? Well, it's just there's a lot of start stop in that sport. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stick to golf. Yeah, a one sport guy as well. Yeah. What do you think, George? Well, commercial break well, you know, uh, you know, it's funny. You 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 join a club and and you get hooked up with a group of guys and you play a lot of golf with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, for some reason, the guys that you play a lot of golf with, you guys are called the hamsters. <laughs> now, how how did that nickname? Did you guys self name yourself that, or self name that, or is it because you play slow, or or ask, why? You got to ask Buckley that name. I, I'm not sure. We got the hamsters and the snobs. Y'all know. The, <laughs> we all know the reason for the snobs, which one of them, which is they're just too good to play for with us. Um, but the hamsters. The only thing I know about the hamsters is uh, on 14. You know, left of the bunker. That's hamster, right. That's Hamster Alley, where it used to okay. be the little fairway cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all. So hook, when you hit one over there, it's Hamster. It's Hamster Alley. Hamster You guys got a good group of guys, though. Uh, it's, I, I get to play with the hamsters once in a while. I get the yeah. random call up when they're really you know, they're, they're not bored, full yeah. with three. <laughs> <laughs> I get the random call up for the hamster game. Kevin called me the, or Buckley called me the other day, and he wanted to play, and I said, "No, we already got three, Buck." Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're we good. already got three in our group. We're, we're good. We don't need you. <laughs> full. I love that line. <laughs> you know you're a shitty golfer when you call up, hey, can I play with you guys? No, we already got three. Well, did you hear the story? <laughs> Heath Mayer in uh, college, he was a freshman at KU, and uh, you know there's some great players that were upperclassmen ahead of him, and he he's walking up to play with these guys on the first hole at Alvamar, and <laughs> he goes, can I join you guys? You know, it's qualifying or whatever. Nope, we're full. There's three of them. <laughs> he played no one some behind him. <laughs> That's the That's best. That's one story. of the greatest lines ever. So good. Hammy's the best. All right. Let's come back, take a commercial break, maybe have a sip of something, and uh, let's dive in on a little bit more on golf and a little bit more on the old rapid fire. We'll be back. ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan, Golf Underground, with a little tip for you. If you're looking to buy a new Ford, you have to check out my buddy, Jason Gudenkoff at Lewisburg Ford. They've been saving Midwest Ford buyers thousands of bucks for over 40 years because they do business the right way. They sell everything. Check this out for $50 over invoice. That's simple and cheap. And they win a lot of awards. In fact, they won Ford's President's Award 17 times. That's the top Ford award. And they only give it to dealers with superior customer satisfaction in sales and service. So they know how to take care of customers better than anybody. Now, what these guys know how to do also, keep this in mind, sell trucks. 
Lewisburg Ford has sold more F-150s than any other Ford dealership in greater Kansas City. That's two years running. And last year, they were the number one F-150 sales leader in the entire state of Kansas. So, no hassle. $50 over invoice pricing, unparalleled customer satisfaction, and a huge selection. That's a perfect recipe for selling trucks. So, check out all their inventory and prices online at lewisburgford.com. Or give them a call at 816-444-2300. New golf clubs, a big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Welcome back, Golf Underground. Sans Soli. It's a little awkward doing his job, but you know, I guess big I think shoes. You're to doing fill. decent. You're doing good. De- I would say moderately decent. Decent. <laughs> decent. Decent. Not great, but decent. It's how he judges my golf game. Yeah. Well, it's it's more it's more like moderately shitty or something like that. But um, you, haven't no. got, you haven't got to do that yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten many of those lately. But I haven't played with him. I haven't played in much lately. So. I haven't played with you, with you forever. Well, let's change that, George. Yeah. That's my best moment in the stable when Wardo comes up and goes, yep, do that. Do that well, right there. Char- Charlie's Why saying, can't you do that Charlie every time? Charlie tells you that a lot, too, because you've been striping it as of late. Okay, so let's dive in. Um, should we hit him with some rapid fires, or you want you got anything else you want to cover um, there, George? Um, you just came back from Ireland I did. not too long ago. Yes. Yes. So Buckle's with a bunch of the hamsters. Yeah, Buckle's 50th birthday party. Uh, shout out to Brandon Buckley. Um, and he set it up perfectly. We did Royal County Down, Port Rush, Port Stewart, um, and then Port Marnock. And other than averaging about 22 mile an hour wind speed every day, um, it was just amazing. Great trip, though. Yeah, great. And just mm-hmm. being in Ireland is cool. It's the first time I've been in Belfast, which is a really I love it. All right. One thing we haven't covered is the, the hottest thing in golf right now or the most talked about thing, this new live tour. Yeah. Talk through uh, your thoughts on this and how it's uh, disrupting the game of golf per se and uh, where that where you see this going. Well, you just had Barkley on, so I'm sure he had some opinions on that. Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. He was, He's not afraid to hold back either. No. And then he was even talking about leaving TNT and NBC and yeah. losing all his sponsors with Dicks, with Subway, and and uh, the other one he does, uh, Cap Cap One, Cap One, yeah, right, Capital One. Well, which well, he's making a boatload of money on those things, and and he was close to doing it, but he didn't do it. Yeah. Well, we're I think we might have been the catalyst because you know I'll take credit. The only good question I've had on all these shows is the question I had: Would you take the Would you take the gig? Yeah. If they came knocking. He said, and then yeah. sure enough, a week or 10 days later, there's some article pops up and on, uh, on ESPN that he's, they're talking huh. on Golf Channel. So that? 
I don't know. It's uh, I think that would have been great. Obviously, they got Faraday, which is uh, a great get for them, and I'm yep. clearly a a good financial reward. I'm not sure what those those numbers look like, but you know, you can use your imagination on that. I'll give you my perspective on it, and this is just my personal perspective on it. Um, being involved in sports and the business of sports, and I've been fortunate to be involved in just about every league at some point. Um, and I think what Jay's doing and you know, the PGA Tour itself has been an amazing model. Um, I'm involved with the Premier Lacrosse League now, and um, and I think they're they're sort of following some of those models that you can tour mm-hmm. um, and have an impact on the community as well as create an opportunity for people to <coughs> compete and make a living in the sport. Um, <clears throat> I uh, I think that number one, uh, this will this is pretty typical, I think, of a lot of people, but. I don't, I don't blame or ill will towards the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to get off of that kind of money, um, uh, to do what you do, um, especially the older guys. Um, no cut, mm-hmm. fifty-four hole, guaranteed money. Um, I don't blame them. Um, look at Charles Schwartzel. I mean, I think he made in his first four point seven, four point five, which is more than the last ten years of his tour earnings. I mm-hmm. think so. A guy like that, I get it. Um, I I definitely see the other side, and I love what some of the guys have said about, you know, I play the sport to win major championships and compete against the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more on that side of this. I think as a, you know, when you look at the business of sports, and a lot of people are making the argument that it's good for the sport, it's good for the players, it's good for the game. I personally disagree with that. Um, I think actually when you think about, the longevity of this product from a content standpoint, 54 hole, no cut, guaranteed, limited field. Shotgun start. Shotgun start um, versus to traditional sport, yes, but I think four rounds of stroke play on the best courses and set up in the conditions that they are, whether it's always playing Augusta or if it's playing a U.S. Open, which is set up differently in a PGA Championship, and these guys know that, I think, that's that's what makes it a, a valuable piece of content, mm-hmm. um, and I think some of those they've got enough money that they can continue to sort of play this out. But if you look at New York, um, you know, if you don't have a big, robust fan crowd mm-hmm. base at the event, that impacts the television content. Oh yeah, and you know, think about uh, Tiger winning the FedEx Cup coming up. The last hole mm-hmm. in this lake, right? Think about Phil, ironically. PJ Championship at uh, Ocean Course. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that, that crowd, that's part of the that's, content experience and the value. Yeah. You don't have that because for whatever reason they're not coming out to that. I think that impacts the value of it. So it'll be interesting to watch. I think you know f- who loves it more than anybody? No. The caddies. <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah, no, cuts. Yeah, no cuts. They're going to get paid. You only have to lug that bag around three rounds instead of four. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It makes and sense. and I saw the plane. Do you see the pictures of the plane? Oh, back to the they cad- fly in. <laughs> yeah. The caddy was dancing in the plane, and it, it was like it was like staying in a presidential suite, and that was the lobby of the plane as it's flying through the air. Right. You know, yeah. caddies are got to be loving it. The other thing I've heard is the caddies. Airfares getting paid for, the caddies' hotels getting paid for, and they're not and doubling up anymore and staying slash. in B and Bs or R B and Bs, whatever they call. And then those. the other thing, if you're a caddy and you want to have a couple pops in the evenings, well, these things you are get free Uber drives too. Oh, their shotgun starts <laughs> at one o'clock yeah. on a Sunday, so you get I guess but, you get to sleep in. But think about from I'm interested in your perspective, especially both of you. What Tiger said, like, why would you practice? Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I, I get it. I get. Like, well, I would look if if you're an athlete and you want to be the best in the world or the best in your game, you practice every day. Right. And if you're a football player and you don't practice, you ain't going to be on the team. That's true. You're on a team. You you're on the that tour. I don't know if you have to win so much money to stay on it. I don't know all the criteria for that, but. Um, you see a lot of guys. A lot of guys sign a five-year contract in baseball, and all of a sudden, once they sign that, 
They don't practice as hard. They don't come out for early work. They don't stick around after games. They're kind of in and out for the, and those guys are the guys that sign a five-year contract and aren't playing in year six. And the guys that are playing 10 years after that are the guys that continue to work hard, continue to try to get better, and continue to try to be the best player on the field that given night. Again, this is personal, but my personal opinion is this is perfect for Brooks. Mm-hmm. As long as he can still play the majors, he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. He's playing when he wants to play, when he plays a limited number of events, and then he can play the majors, which is really what he does. Right. Well, I heard there's I a rumor. I heard there's a rumor, Kevin, that the Saudis are thinking about starting an NFL over there, and they want to talk to Mahomes. <laughs> now, what would you think about our boy Mahomes leaving Kansas City to go over there? Sounds like we've you got, like uh, it. We've got pretty good contract language on that half a billion. <laughs> so I think we're good. No, but I think how this thing gets steam and the fans and all the things that I think you're talking about. And again, we're in the, you know, it might be the first inning of this thing is if, if the countries, you got U.S. and Mexico and, and Colombia, all these different countries, and then now you got why you do practice is because you got each team, each country four has guys. four guys, and you're part of that team. And and what they're what they're trying to go for, obviously, is a little bit of this um, Formula One model. And so back to the content and back to the, I don't know. Imagine in five years, you went to Monaco, and obviously you've shared that it was crazy how the the experience. Imagine Monaco, but for a golf tournament with stands. And Know, maybe it's five holes or eight holes have, you know, suites and, you know, made for golf type thing. And so I don't know. I don't know where this thing will go, but um, clearly these guys are fairly smart. Obviously they got money to, to spend, but they're, they're probably, tr- they probably have a plan that they're trying to get to. Yeah. And they've got resources that can withstand a lot of years of trying and figuring it out too. So we'll see. Love it. Yep. All right, should we hit them with some Let's rapid fire? Let's go some rapid. All right, here we go. You guys got what is the rapid rapid fire? fire just, you, you, you just Kevin or Jackson's going to throw you a question and you just answer. First thing comes to your mind. They're, right. they're, they're easy. They're like nice. it's like this, up, down. Okay, that's all it is. <laughs> it's not that easy. All right, here we go. This sounds simple. Sheridan, Sheridan's up. on for eating good, feeling good. Rapid fire coming to you. With Mark Donovan. All right, this is a great one from Jackson Brett, straight out of the gate. Let's go, Jackson. Best long snapper you've ever seen. <laughs> John Durant. That's the, a really good answer. The best spiral has been thrown by whom? Besides yourself. Besides yourself. I can't say me, huh? I'll go with Patrick, but um, second place, I always loved watching Terry Bradshaw throw a football. The most intimidating defensive lineman you've ever seen or player you've ever seen or gone up against? Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> just stupid scary. Why can't we open the parking lots a little bit earlier to tailgate? Yeah, NFL, <laughs> NFL rules. We actually we break NFL rules every game by opening them when we do. They don't want us to open them until an hour after we open them. So. Sweet and all. I appreciate that. You bet. The best golf course other than Augusta you've ever played? Cyprus. Like that. Dream five, some you and four NFL guys. Ooh, good one. They got to be NFL guys? All time NFL guys. All right. Executives, right. players, coaches. Yeah. Uh, I would play with George's caddying. All right. Uh, I'll go Patrick, Dan Marino, Roger Goodell, just because I want to beat him. And can he play? Yeah, he can play. Um, who would be fun to play? Well, with that group, I'd probably go Peyton. Okay, not related to golf, not related to football. How did you propose to your wife? <laughs> yeah. That's not a rapid fire. Wow, that, that takes too long. So uh, my wife's from Chicago. Um, so Christmas Eve, um, four seasons, Chicago. Um, had someone send a limo to her uh, apartment. Um, not she didn't know what was happening until the limo showed up and then she started catching on. And then she showed up at four seasons and I walked down this spiral staircase and told her we were going to dinner. Instead of going to dinner, we went up to a suite and we had dinner in the suite and then I got on my knee and proposed to her. Wow. Twenty five years later we're yeah. still we're still here. And she said Amazing. yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. 
So I'm guessing when she went up the one up or down the spiral staircase, she knew um, she knew something was up. Yeah. Something was up. Yeah. Romantic Mark was back. We dated three and a half years long distance. I was in Atlanta and she was in Chicago. And when I moved to New York, it was like time. So we got married and moved to New York City. Favorite uh, meal? You mean the actual meal, meal. itself? Um, if I could have sushi in Hawaii um, every day, I'd be good. Which player should go to live next? I know mine. I can't say none. Um, which player should go to live? Charlie Hillier. Next. <laughs> Kevin Ward. No, um, they, they're not that desperate. Who should go to live next? Wow. You want me to give it to you? Uh, let's see. Well, I think this is rumored, but I think the Hideki move is brilliant. Yeah. Did that come out yet? I heard it was yeah. 400 mil. Hovland did? No joke. Yeah, so what do you guys Wait think, a second. What do you Wait guys a think second. about if all the Aussies go and Cam's one of them? See, that's my point. Now all of a sudden you're having... I mean, that's, think about his position. You've got the idol, the, the guy they grew up idolizing, asking. But yeah, he just but won the Open, and he's young. He's got more majors to win. The problem is, is I heard why Adam Scott has stayed put is because... He and many others do not like Greg Norman. Oh, I've heard some of that too, but I don't know that for a fact. So, um, Fowler should go. Absolutely no, no brainer. He already went. Fowler? He hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't gone? No. Oh. Well, Joe wants him to go. I guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, Joe wants to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Joe doesn't want to stay at your house when he comes in town. Well, I asked Joe when I was with him last, and I said, Joe, uh, Rick's been on a tough skid, you know. Does he ever just throw you a little extra love? Nope. So, okay. Well, thanks for the time, Mark. Appreciate it. We don't want to overstay our welcome. Because um, if been... you do that, you'll never be welcome to stay over. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, appreciate the time. Appreciate uh, everything you do for this this city and obviously uh, Chiefs Kingdom. It's been uh, been a fun ride and. Uh, we have another let's keep riding yeah thanks guys fun hopefully you'll have me back let's do it suck on that sully (laughs) (laughs) i'm waking up to ash and dust i wipe my brow and i sweat my rust i'm breathing in the chemicals